and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Oli Alani Pekin. My name is Oli Alani Pekin. I am a creative director and co-founder of a creative agency called Superimpose Studio. Set up just over three years ago in East London, Superimpose was launched together with designer Toby Evans and has since produced everything from events to brand launches for companies such as Adidas and Burberry. We call ourselves a creative studio because we approach anything you know, if a brief comes in to launch a product, you know, we do it. If it's to launch a space, if it's to create a campaign for a brand, it's all sits within the creative output. We work with lots of commercial clients, but I guess they see us as the agency they go to when they want to inject a bit of life and do something a bit differently and talk to that new consumer, that millennial Gen Z consumer. I guess you come to us. Growing up in Coventry, Ollie went on to study media communication and culture at the local university. I was your standard young teenager, I guess, you know, very interested in lots of things, overly curious, too curious, but with a short attention span. I guess growing up, I was very passionate about football. I was quite fortunate to play for a very good standard. So that kind of gave me that kind of leadership, team playing approach. And then, you know, went through school, wasn't really too academic. And it was a struggle having two parents who were both lecturers and very much about academia. Yeah, so there was always a big button of heads in that respect. Um, And then went to university to study media, communications, culture, media, actually. And that was kind of a weird time when that course was being introduced across the country. It was a bit of like, what, like film studies and what, you can learn how to take photos. There was lots of those things, but also it's about critical thinking, which is what I took from it. I think I was immature when I went to uni, actually. And, you know, the social life I jumped headfirst into. And I actually didn't finish. You know, I dropped out in my midway through my third year, which is obviously really stupid. I would never recommend anyone dropping out. But for me, it gave me the drive to go out and really work extra hard because I knew I was kind of, this is your, you know, your last chance saloon sort of approach. If you're going to drop out of uni, then you really need to make sure you know why. So that gave me, I guess, the energy to, to go out a bit harder. And at that point, when I came out of uni, I didn't know what exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew that I was passionate about the arts and the creative process. I didn't understand the creative process, but I wanted to know more about it. And then as soon as I got to London, I was so fortunate to be living in East London, surrounded by so many amazing people, so many great institutions and businesses and agencies. Yeah, I just jumped straight in. I worked in American Apparel and perfect job to have when you come to London because the immediate network you have of people, everyone in American Apparel were like photographers, models, filmmakers, everything. So American Apparel was the job that they did just to pay their rent. But outside of that, they all had passions within the creative industries. And I needed to be around those creative types to understand where I felt I fitted. So I guess the evolution of my career went a little bit like 
this. So the first role was trend forecasting at a company called Trendstop.com. And I have to, we always give praise to the opportunity I had because I worked on a, a youth website back in the early blogging days. There was no blogs when we launched it. It was called Better Never Than Late, BNTL. That really just documented youth culture. It was pretty much just documenting what we're into, music, fashion, film, kind of revolved around sneaker culture. And this was 10 years ago now. So then, you know, from when my first job came working in the industry as a creative strategist, I already had this approach to research and there I just honed my skills into to package that into, okay, this is what this means for a client. This is what they can take from that. This is how we can add value. So yeah, it was kind of a non-traditional approach to the industry and when we're hiring we also look for that sort of non-traditional approach because I think you learn so much outside of the traditional setups that the agencies and the university approach I think it's what you do outside that really sets you apart from I guess other candidates what we really look for is not the the classic yeah I'm into photography you know I'm into travel it's more a, I've launched this platform with my friends or I'm really interested in this gallery group show that I've set up because it's different you know if people can show how they approach things differently then for me that's a massive plus from there I was doing a little bit of consultancy for the youth agency Ruby Sudo. They, they were amazing. Um, and I think one of the biggest digital agencies in the world at the time asked them if they could help them find a young candidate who could come on board and join their team because they were launching a project for Bernardo's, the charity. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be picked. And yeah, this was my first role in a big agency. I walked in on the first day being, even my interviews, I was like, wow, this is mad. This is amazing. Look how shiny the place is. Look at all these people. And little old me's in there. And then Channel 4 came knocking. And I've always respected Channel 4. I never knew why I liked them. I just loved the alternate approach they had, you know, to all the other channels at the time. So yeah, when they came knocking, I was like, amazing. And it was a content strategist and we worked on similar projects to the Bernardo's one. It was basically giving young people an opportunity to raise issues in parliament. So it could be lowering the voting age. There was so many different campaigns that we would help manage and give them all the support they needed. It actually won an Emmy. So this was my like second big, big, big industry role and it won an Emmy and I was an integral part. So I guess after Channel 4, I was taken on by a big global agency called We Are Social. They do it was like the first social media agency. And I was fortunate to work on the Adidas account as a content strategist. Yeah, I was there three years and I went from straight up strategy to content strategy and yeah, left as a content strategist. One of the main reasons I, you know, I founded the studio was because me and my co-founder, Toby Evans, were really good friends. Throughout that early period of my career, we were both kind of doing the same path, but in complete different disciplines. He was art direction and design. I was more the brand strategy, the content strategy. Um, and we were friends. We used to go out a lot together and drink and be at random parties. We're always like, oh, how's it going over your side? Yeah, good. And the next morning we'd see each other riding into work hungover. So yeah, we were always friends. And then it got to a point where both of us were working for Adidas, but completely separate. 
And then all these conversations and frustrations carried on, you know, oh, slow moving agencies. Oh my God, I wish I could add the other side of skill set to complement mine. And we were complete opposites. So yeah, we, we decided to kind of see if coming together, we could offer Adidas the full package. And Adidas were like, yeah, let's give them the, the opportunity. We actually were given the Stan Smith relaunch in 2015. Um, and we, you know, we worked day and night to make that happen, but it was one of the most successful launches for the brand. Um, so yeah, that opened the door. So I think the mo why we wanted to talk about the, our partnership is the, the idea of collaboration. It's so key to everything we've done. I'm really fortunate to have amazing people around me. You know, good people attract good people and we all challenge and push each other. You know, I've been in places where you know, all the staff are scared of their own creative directors or their founders or whatever. But here, everyone has an equal foot and we want to hit what everyone's ideas are. We want to be challenged on everything we say. So yeah, that's kind of what I feel sets us apart from lots of other agencies as well. Lots of people come to us and say, They've started in the career and they want, want to be creative directors like day two or they want to have their own agency and I was like it just takes me back to when I came into the industry I was very arrogant I thought I knew best because I, I was aware of all the what brands were doing and how what was going on within in the cultural landscape and I thought okay cool I'm ready you know I know more than all these old guys in these big agencies it really isn't about that my job isn't just coming up with pretty ideas and pretty mood boards it's about understanding how to sell in a global concept it's understanding how it can work 360 it's understanding how to communicate with clients and the money men the people sign the checks so yeah I, I, I will say to people that it really is about patience and I do say this to people is just take your time go and learn the trade in all those places you think you're not even learning trust me you are taking it in understanding the accounts side of business understand the um, management side you know working with others but yeah I guess when you want something so much you'll do anything in your power to make it happen sounds such a cliche but it really is that you know you will say no to the right jobs you will you know associate with the, the, the right people you will spend more time you know harnessing them um, practicing your, your your trade just to get to that final destination. And then I'd say for anyone out there thinking, how do I navigate that social space? Do it with integrity. Don't force your way through it. And just be brave as well. Be brave in the fact that, yeah, you, you know, you want to give someone a compliment because you like their work. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'd go up to people and be like, hey, you don't know me, but I read your article or you made that film and I just wanted to say it was really inspirational. Congrats, bye. Do you know what I mean? If that then goes somewhere, great. If not, cool. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think we're, we're definitely moving into a society where it's very much a, oh, I know that person on Instagram, but I don't know in real life. Go up to that person and say, I saw your work on Instagram, I think it's great. Carry on doing what you're doing. Know that you've got fans. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Oli Alana Peckham. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include us two, GF Smith and the Paul Smith Foundation. 
For more information, check out lecturingprogress.com. <laughs>